Thank you for being here on another Ride of My Life poem talks. Uh, things are getting deeper and deeper for me and more like I'm starting to see things differently. And today I wanted to share with you um, this particular poem I had written in a few days, even a few days after the last one. It was in July of 2021, the 22nd. Um, and the interesting thing, timing-wise, is that something similar is going on right now in my life with the breaking out of the chrysalis, like the butterfly, and I kind of wanted to go into how that, how that uh, works scientifically and how it portrays in my life especially, but it works, I know this works this way for other people because I've witnessed it and I've worked with people who I've seen, you know, struggling to break free. And that's kind of the symbolism or part of the symbolism of the butterfly at the end of the chrysalis stage. And I'll kind of go in, I'm going to go in a little bit to explain what it is. Um, so with the butterfly, when it goes into the chrysalis or before it goes into the chrysalis stage, just the general meaning behind the butterfly um, and nature, nature, represents meaning in life and and when we don't connect with nature we kind of lose that with um that connection um being in a, a city constantly never going into nature at all is really kind of um harmful to our mental emotional physical and spiritual um being and you know, and I find it hard sometimes days that I'm trying to get things done that I don't and I have to force myself to walk out and go go to the woods and take a walk or whatever. And it's so important. But um, having said that, butterfly has always been like a connection with me throughout my life for many years. And um, I actually, <laughs> I actually have a tattoo of a butterfly on my back, which happens to be pretty close to the old logo that I had, but there was this, it's a spiral with a butterfly coming out and um, it represents transformation. So I do transformational coaching, uh, one of the things I've been working on with people. And so the transformation, the butterfly represents transformation on all levels. And it also symbolizes rebirth, hope and bravery. And for me, that's exactly what I'm, I'm going through um, today in this moment, working through like rebirthing, coming from a place that um, I've explained before was like really hard for me to see and feel who I am and walking through trauma and learning about myself and recognizing that I'm really not as bad as I thought I was for many years. And that really sucked when I was doing that. And um, that's not who I am and that's not who any of us are. And I think it just takes this, this uh, um, healing journey, which um, has been going on for a long time for me to get to the point where now over the last year I have gone into the chrysalis and I feel like I'm coming out on the other side. But anyway, um, so there are three stages to when butterflies go into uh, the chrysalis state. Uh, one day the caterpillar just stops eating. Um, it, I think what it does is it like eats a lot before it stops eating. I think I read that somewhere. And also I've gotten information from different sources and I um, I want to mention all of them, but I can't remember some of them I got it from, but I will mention the one that I did find, that I did, would manage to get on here. 
Anyway, um, so the caterpillar stops eating. It hangs upside down from a twig or a leaf and spins itself a silky cocoon or molts into a shiny chrysalis. So we're talking about either a butterfly or a moth. Um, and within the protective casing, my hair is just driving me crazy right now, so sorry. <laughs> um, within that protective casing, it, it radically transforms its body and eventually comes out as a butterfly or a moth. Specifically with butterflies, I want to talk because with butterflies, I mean, a lot of people have an aversion uh, to moths because they're really, some of them aren't pretty, some of them are really ugly, scary looking, you know, but they're still, it's still the same thing. Um, so with that, the representation through healing, uh, that first uh, stage is a learning stage. It's growth. It's learning as, or taking as much knowledge and, and, and training and learning thing, new things and how, how to understand and master them. And, you know, this part of this process is usually reading, attending workshops, listening to webinars, consulting with uh, teachers or other people to get information to, pre, to feel like I, I'm, we can be prepared for what's next. Um, and there's also shedding of ideas during this phase, uh, going through what fits and what doesn't fit in, in our current life, my current life. I'm also reading from something someone wrote that I really jived with, and I'll give her name at the end because that one was the one I remember. But this is the stage of where there's a lot of excitement and energy and flow of creativity and inspiration that it brings. But then we start to go further into the second stage, which inside the chrysalis with the caterpillar, what happens is the caterpillar's body digests itself from the inside out. And the same juices it used to digest food as a larva now uses to break down its own body. So the fluid breaks down the old caterpillar body into cells called imaginal cells. And I've had people explain, imagine, or talk to me about imaginal cells before. And this is really interesting because it resonates with how we break down and then we break through. This is kind of like the breakthrough stage in, in the way I, I work with myself and others. And, um, Metaphorically, when we talk about humans as imaginal, we're imaginal cells, it represents society being uh, the all-consuming caterpillar and the world we envision is, comes, it's soon to emerge into the beauty of the butterfly. And as we transform our society, um, we're going to face opposition. We're going to face people that are like resistant. They don't know, no, no. I know it this way. It's this way. And I, I'm one of those, you know, I've done that with myself. There's things that feel comfortable because that's all um, I, I knew and being able to shift from that, you know, and the opposition is there outside and inside of us. And then it gets, you know, we're starting, it's like, here's where we're digesting ourselves and trying to figure all this stuff out and we will and it's just part of the process of this transformation and if we or imagine the imaginal cells of the caterpillar don't face strong opposition it can't form a strong butterfly it can't form a strong us
So it's foundational, this work on moving through the second stage. And the second stage is to recognize the need for rest, retreat, recovery, um, and there's, um, when trying to grow and to create something new, we miss out on the emergence of inspiration. And it comes from relaxing and going in, like I, like I was talking about, like I did over the last year and cocooning. I, always, I, I had a lot of uh, blogs. I was talking about me being cocooned. I was living, literally living in a small room, cocooning the entire time. And that's where these, these poems came from, from my cocooning. And um, in that stage, we kind of take the perspective of the caterpillar and view it as a crisis or a downturn while, while we're like, how she said it was frantically trying to push my growth forward at all costs. And here's the thing, I feel like that's kind of the end stage of where I'm at right now um, in what's going on with my life, because I'm starting to like, recognize things that feel really different. And it's kind of hard to really explain that. Um, it's like, it's almost like I don't care about holding on to that old stuff anymore. And I'm breaking through moving forward at all costs and waiting and sitting and waiting and sitting in the challenges and sitting in the emotions and, and just working through them. And so, um, Eventually the imaginal cells overwhelm the caterpillar cells and it begins to um, use the raw materials around them to assemble the new butterfly structures, the wings, the legs, the eyes, the antenna, and everything assembles into the butterfly when and it emerges. That's stage three, that is the butterfly stage. And this final stage is this fully developed butterfly that's ready to emerge from the chrysalis. But here's the thing, after breaking free, the butterfly's wings are still folded. It's not time yet. If you force jumping out into the world, and I'm learning as much talking about this right now as I'm saying it, it's like if you force it, it's so hard to sit and wait. It's like, I want things to happen right now. We're a society that's taught, it's like immediate gratification. And that's not how healing works. That's not how life works. That's what I'm finding. It's not that. When our butterfly, even though we're out of the chrysalis and our butterfly wings are still folded, they're wet. They're, they can't move. We have to, there's, there's like more rest time that's necessary to allow the blood to flow into the wings. And I remember reading, um, reading something where it was, uh, um, I think this, this is a story about this kid who they were growing, they were helping butterflies in the chrysalis or whatever. And the butterfly came out and, and this child walked up to the butterfly and he didn't know. So he was trying to help the butterfly. And it's almost like you can't help the butterfly. You can't, it's not almost, it is. You cannot help that butterfly. Sometimes we have to walk through this journey by ourselves and then come out on the other side and get support on the other side. And there's moments, the moment of the drying of the wings before flight occurs where we need to sit with ourselves. And that's what feels like is happening with me right now. And it's really, really 
um, challenging, but I know how important it is. And I mean, even last night I went through this whole not understanding why I have to keep waiting, why I have to keep waiting, why. And now just talking to you about this, I'm recognizing why, you know, because then that um, amazing butterfly that I'm becoming is ready to take flight and share my beauty with the world. And that's what the butterfly does. And it's so powerful um, how this works. And also during this stage, there's an intentional breaking free that has to occur with proper timing before flight happens. And um, it's like we have to learn to leave behind and grieve the old way of doing things, the old way of being, and move forward with courage and risk-taking at the same time recognizing how fragile the new wings are. And the envelope, we can't push the envelope in this. We have to be gentle. We need to be gentle with ourselves. And before I go into the poem that I wrote uh, in July of last year, I, I just want to mention that some of this um, information was from Karen Wyatt, a contributor on HuffPost. That's where I got that's where I got this. But my apologies to you know if you hear anything, um, if you hear anything that I'm saying that sounds <laughs> similar to what you've posted on on your blogs or anything. My apologies. I don't. I can't remember your name, but I appreciate um, greatly appreciate that you are putting that out there. So, um, okay. So on July 22nd, I was still working through understanding some things that had just occurred. And I just woke up in the morning and the title of this was thoughts for the moment, you know, because in we have, all we have is the moment and, and everything can change in a moment. And we live life, we live life in the moment. We don't, we're not intended to live life in the past, which a lot of us do. And we're not intended to live it in the future, which a lot of us do. And, um, I was recognizing how to be in the moment and sit with myself without being afraid to do that. And it wasn't easy. It really, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't like myself enough to do that. Um, I was getting feedback from the world because I didn't like myself where it appeared that other people didn't like me. And starting to recognize, looking back now, that has, that was like, happening for me to learn to love myself and not be dependent on the other who couldn't appear to love me the way I needed to be loved. And this is something that, you know, for me has been going on since, um, again, since my birth. And I, you know, if, if we've never known what that looks like, then we're always reaching out in, in the world there's my hand, in the world to find that love that, you know, other people are wounded. They can't offer that love that we're so desperately looking for. That's why we need to do our healing work and, and get to that place where we can love ourselves. And so anyway, okay, so sorry, I get on a tangent. Um, so thoughts for the moment. The weight is the hardest in this moment. And it is in the weight that I find the truth 
my pure truth of who I am and what life brings to me. We are taught to seek and find, and in that, we lose ourselves. Others start to take over with the input of what we should or shouldn't do, only based on their traumas and fears. Then I, slowly and surely, shut down me. Who am I? There is a deepness to me. I feel me. I feel you. I feel the pain of myself and I feel the pain of others and animals included. What I now know is that I can't help or change that pain for anyone unless they are ready and willing. It can only help me right now. No desire on my part for someone else's healing can shift that. I am my own. I am not known. The world is different. I am not familiar to people. Sometimes I feel as though people are repulsed by me. Particular people, not everyone. Just the ones I don't want to be repulsed by. And herein lies a beautiful lesson. What is that about? I don't know yet, or will I ever really? Their path is just different. Although from lessons, when the paths cross are painful. Rejection is hard for me. It has been the story in my life. I still work through that as I find who cares for me and who doesn't. This, I can do nothing about other than to discern what is right for me in my life. And so I go back to what I can change about me, know, shift, release. The story, the lies, the beliefs, the untruths about who I feel I am has been attracting these painful lessons into my life. I get it. I don't get it. And then I get it again. That is the process as I continue to lose my mind, which I'm finding is turning out to be a good thing. The sit, the wait is torture to my mind. And I'm finding that it is necessary. Having been a type A personality in the military with what I call a monkey mind is so completely opposite of where I am right now. It is time in this moment to just wait. I am okay. I am doing this and I am still human. Okay. <laughs> You might get some tears out of this one as I start to talk, but here's, here's the thing. It's like finding that depth within the chrysalis and, and learning about who I am and learning how much alike I am with other people who, who many are going through the same things and with the way things are in the world. It's like just learning to realize that the more work I do on myself, the more I am able to have what I want in my life, which is to connect with others. And that is exactly what's happening. And it's taken almost an entire year, actually not quite yet, because that was in July of last year, but it's taken August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So here comes the almost rebirth, because this is eight months. So the rebirth happens again 
in April. In April, as I explained, was when I left that old, the old life. I sat in the cocoon or the chrysalis. I am doing the work. And I'm feeling so much more deeply into what it is that I've been missing my entire life. The powerlessness, the helplessness, just like the butterfly. Being able to be vulnerable, that's not something I'm good at. In fact, it sucks. I don't like this. But I know it's helping. I know it's cathartic. I know it's a level or a next level of the healing work that I'm doing. And it's very painful. And it's very freeing <laughs> at the same time. So anyway, um, if you resonate with any of my poems, please reach out to me. Um, let me know what you think. Um, let me know what you're feeling. Let me know what comes up for you. And always um, know that if it is resonating with you, that just proves how connected we are. So anyway, um, time to end this poem talk. And I hope you um, enjoyed listening to it. And I hope you have an amazing moment in this moment. All right.